We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson... Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Things playing at the same time here. What the heck? Oh, I don't know what happened there. Computer messed up again. Anyway, it's always a chef's surprise. What do we think happened? Two things are. Pl- I have no idea. I don't control the computer. I think we uh, have a ghost. Uh, we that. might. We might have a ghost. It's, it's Halloween time. But it's, it's probably the ghost of Halloween Donnie's time. computer. Yeah, I, I think my computer is haunted. Anyway, it is the Lori and Mine Julia is show. Hump day Hump edition day. of the program. Oh, fantastic. It sounds so weird without the music. Yeah. It does. Well, I can play it again. Sounds like no. a naked yeah. day that we're yeah. having here. Okay. And we we were wearing clothes, though, in the studio today. Yeah. Yes, you are. They were asked us to please wear your clothes. Listen, at some point during our show today, we are giving away a pair of tickets to see Steel Magnolia at the Guthrie. It is the Halloween um, play night that we are giving away tickets to. And I think this is a perfect opportunity for people who don't want to go out or don't want to do anything on Halloween to go to see this fabulous play. I didn't know the movie was based on the play. I looked it up. Did I looked you know it up. That? No, I thought the movie Julia came mentioned first. It the other day. I yeah, did. did. I looked it up because I wanted to know a little bit more about Truvy's. Remember, her name is Truvy, I think. Yeah, Truvy. Salon. And it was in. Chincoapin, Louisiana, mm-hmm. which I'm sure I'm saying everything right. wrong. But did you know no, it was a play first? No, only when I looked it up because yeah. I wanted a couple talking points. Yeah. Why? Why? I mean, Lori. you know the movie, Wheezy. Well, we know the movie, She's but the I... the best. But so it isn't and Sally like, Field. It isn't like they had to reinvent a play. The play was already there. They just have to give it life here yeah. at the Guthrie. Yeah, but I mean, so it follows the movie. Uh, Basically. Well, did the movie follow the play, Lori? That's we, what I mean. That's what I mean. We don't know. I thought you looked it up. All I know is it was a play, then a movie, then a play. Oh, jeez. Okay. So you looked it up and you just read the bold headline on what Wikipedia. Else? What else did I need to know? All right. Well, that just used up five minutes of the show. Perfect. Let's no. go home. <laughs> is that what you basically did? You just looked at the thing yeah. like that, and then you didn't like, I don't want the detail. No. no I, I knew it was, I forgot the name of the salon. Okay. You know, I, I forget. Sam Shepard. Oh, he was the dad in that. He was Truvy's husband. Oh, he was the husband. He's the husband, the hot husband. She had the hottest husband. Well, what's her name? Sally Field, you know. And she had Tom. Um, Tom Skerritt. He was hot. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he Picket was. Fences, Picket Tom. Fence Tom. He was hot. He still is, probably. Yeah. 
I mean, the person, of course, who ended up looking the worst in the movie is, you know, the Julia Roberts character. Right. And yeah. who was the boy that she was engaged to on that one as well? I always get them mixed up. It's with not Dylan, Dylan McDermott. McDermott. It, it was Dylan. Dermot Mulroney. Yes. Dermot Mulroney. Or was it no. Dylan? It's Dylan McDermott. No, it's it no. was Dylan McDermott. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. It is. He wasn't. She movie. got engaged to everyone she ever did a movie with. Except for that creepy one that she was... Um, oh, with the abusive husband? Yes. Yeah. I Except him. He was yeah. creepy. Yeah. Remember he had the sailing ship and she went out on Was it. this a movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I he can't remember creepy. the name of that, that one. Yeah, but, well, you know what? That seems to me, that'd be the ideal way if you're in your 20s and you're making movies and having romances. I mean, that and just the seems like... romances. It just seems like the logical thing that would happen. 100%, because you're in this bubble Lori. of a world, and everybody is extraordinarily beautiful, beautiful, and uh, you've got all that money. trailer time. Oh, Lori, the trailer time! Come and help me practice my lines. This is used to this day. We'll pra- We'll yes, run our scene. Let's run we'll our pra- lines. Run our lines. Your no camper, one- or mine. That's right. Mm-hmm. I. I- started watching succession again i was kind of started season two have you watched any of that i've watched like maybe four episodes of that it's good it is good it's, i i it, liked it. it it is i just didn't have time for it because i was like oh this is a show i could just like sort of like watch in it over in a couple weeks right you don't have to go out donnie have you ever watched it uh, no sorry. it's good and it's just my big. brother said the finale this past weekend was unbelievable. Oh, Amy and Holly have been talking about it around here, and I'm like, all right, I got to yeah. get back into it. The but, Murdochs, loosely, right? I mean, people who have that much money and how they behave is fascinating. Well, that's what we loved about Dirty Sexy Money, I know. too. It was sort of the same thing. That's what we originally loved about Dynasty, Dynasty, which came back, by the way, on the CW. Oh. Last Friday night, it's back. Oh, I love that show. I know you do. But I wish Nicola Sheridan would come back, but they did the greatest, greatest twist I haven't seen in a... I mean, I haven't... How they killed her off? Well, you, well, how they... Uh, they didn't kill her off. Her, her son pushed her face in the fireplace. No! And, and she, she came back as... Uh, uh, With Band-Aids? No, her daughter Fallon is playing her. Oh, and Fallon's mad because she got plastic <laughs> surgery to look just like her. And she's playing both parts. Okay, it's that's so hysterical. Next okay, that's level funny. soap opera brilliant. So the daughter's playing the mom and the daughter at the same time, but they both look alike. Yeah. They can make it. They're making it that's work. And the, funny. The, the, the whole thing. So they left it open for her to come back. Mm-hmm. You know, because she could theoretically get surgery to get her old face back. Oh, of course back, she can. Because it is a soap opera. Who was the guy that does um, this? Because he invited her back. Remember? Yeah, he was. That's it why wasn't they. Cherry. No, it, it was, isn't. But that's why it was ended that way. And I remember I tried to tell you about it. It was in the de- depths of winter, you know, and it was just like something that was just. Julia, giving, you'll like this. Giving me life on a on a cold, snowy Sunday or something was just watching a good soapy soap that. And, and in di- the thing I like, the other thing I, I think the CW is really good at with their shows is they pay money for good music. Oh, okay. So music the has kind of a soundtrack, uh, yeah, of the TV shows okay. that they yeah, have are, are yeah. really good. Yeah. They're playing, you know, stuff that you know that gives it, that's why Riverdale is good that way. Yes. And, I mean, they just, they spend some money that way on it. And I like that. 
opulent dressing, which Fargo, the music is really important in the TV show Fargo. They had great music. Yes. Mindhunters. Yes. Same thing because it sets the tone and the time of where you are. Right. I mean, Quentin Tarantino in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, he spent some good money because it was like a lot of great deep cuts. Mm -hmm. Yep. We got to re experience the best song, you know, the, the, what is it? Haze, the deep purple song. Uh, uh, What's the Deep Purple song? The song that was in um, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Ha- oh, you mean Hush? Hush, oh. yes. yes. Or Haze. Haze, <laughs> Hush, but hush. I always forget the name of that hush, song, and we kind of forgot about it. And my name now? Hush. Yeah, yeah. my uh, one nephew that saw it, he was like, I heard so much great music in that that he didn't realize like was like from that era. Recycled. Oh. Mm-hmm. Recycled. But. I but when you said Hayes, it, hush is the. But there's a baby named Hayes that's been on the television, and I don't know where. Hayes. Hayes. Someone named their baby Hayes. I thought that was kind of a cute. H a y s Hayes. I or maybe or I don't know. They didn't spell it, but I'm just wondering if anyone watched that TV show that I watched. It uh, could have been on the news. I don't know where, but Hayes was just a baby. <laughs> this is such a windmill <laughs> of the mind. It like, could have been. I do love TV the name Hazel. And then you would call, like a nickname could be Hayes. Oh, where was this on? I've done an informal poll. Yeah, thank you, Donnie. That was really... Hazel's darling. I mean, Hayes was the cutest name. Hazel and Mabel. Oh, what was it? Mabel. I love Mabel. Mabel's a great name. Mabel is so cute. I just, I don't know. Maybe one day I'm going to meet a baby Mabel. Probably because the old-fashioned names are in vogue, yeah, that's true. All right, listen, yes. we got to go. It is time for a story we can't get enough of, and it's a good one. All right, well, if we're playing Elton, we must be talking about Elton John. I finally got around to reading, um, I just wanted to read Janet Maslin from the New York Times, yes. what she had to say about his book. Me. Yeah, me is what it's called. Yeah. She called it a hair plugs and all memoir that pushes the envelope for aging rock store candor. Or Rockstar. Rockstar Candor. Uh And uh, she said, uh, even though the lurid parts will get all the headlines, Elton's hard-won self-knowledge is what the book is really about. And didn't you kind of feel that way about Demi Moore's book, too? Because we were talking about this, I think, when you were gone, that... You know, we get all this dishy stuff from these books, that memoirs that are coming out, and do you need to buy the book? And I'm like, yeah, because that's not the story. Those are just the headlines. The story is more personal and and what these experiences have led to. Yeah. Wisdom. And I got to believe that Elton John, just like Demi Moore, would, with their book publishing deal, deal, you know they're getting somebody who's a really great ghost writer, Absolutely. whether they're acknowledged oh, sure, or not. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Somebody that's helping them yeah. tell the story. Right. You know, and find their voice. But uh, anyway, so Janet, or, or, uh, yeah, uh, Maslin writes, Elton John puts down in words how wonderful and weird his life has been. And so he was on, he's really been making the rounds. Yes, and he has. if you feel like, I know I heard somebody say, ah, I saw Rocket Man. I know everything I need <gasps> to know no, about Elton no, John. You, no, you don't. And, um, yeah, you, I mean, I do think it's magical because it was fate that brought him and Bernie Toppin together. And that really is the story of Rocket Man. Yeah. And, um, and just like, boom, you know, like just how he was doing something that nobody else was doing. And just, oh, constantly more hits, more hits, more hits, more hits. hits. So he was on with uh, Jimmy Kimmel, who apparently is the only late night talk show host working this week. He says Andy Cohen. But uh, so here is Kimmel asking Elton about, you know, his retiring 
life uh, on the road. You are in the middle of a farewell tour right now, mm -hmm. a worldwide farewell tour. Is it really a farewell tour? It is because uh, I don't want to travel anymore. Uh -huh. um, I've been traveling since I was 17. Okay. Uh, Ten years ago, if you'd have asked me that question, I would have said you're crazy. But I have two kids now and yeah. I have a family uh -huh. and I want to spend time with the family. And it's only right they need me. I need them. And uh, I've had enough applause. I mean, I've had enough traveling. Um, I will make records. I will do the occasional shows. Um, I think. I'm not sure, but I probably will. I'm not going to stop being creative. But it's, um, it's for family reasons that I'm doing it. I, you know, I love those boys and I love my husband. I want to spend time with them. That's yeah. And you can hear that from him. That I he know. just Because his boys are darling ages six and age eight. It, during the interview, Lori, he has on my Sama sunglasses. Oh, yeah, the, the, the pink ones. Yeah, remember? the pink ones. Yeah, I'm going to do a side by side of Elton and I, and, and you're going to have to he, say he who was wore it better. Yeah, he was wearing. <laughs> those. And if you vote for him, yeah, I right. would too. Yeah, well, <laughs> he was uh, wearing those glasses because they went with his nice Gucci suit that was just stretched so tight across his yeah. arm. He really does love a fitted. Fitted blazer. Nice <laughs> <laughs> way of putting That's it. That's like yeah. the best way to describe yeah. You're a man who loves a fitted, fitted, blazer. fitted blazer. I love how it said around the sleeve, Gucci. Gucci. Yeah, right on there. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, and then here he is sharing another story with Jimmy Kimmel. So there are stories in the book that about you that other people had to tell you and then you wrote them. Are there stories that you don't remember at all? I can pretty much remember all the horror stories. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, you I'm, remember everything. I did. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm you know, they're not anything to be very proud of, but there's some of them are, f are funny when you read them. Right. Yeah, when you read them. Back. It's like, <laughs> uh, for example, I was in a hotel at 11 o'clock in the morning in London. And I hadn't gone to bed, and. Um, I rang the office up in London to say, it was so windy, can someone come and stop it? Um, <laughs> I, and that's, that's what you call insanity. That is true. <laughs> I'd heard that story about yeah. you, and I assumed it was not true. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, you, and I'm on the phone, and they're going, he's finally lost it. <laughs> and he is, according to the reviews, I, we have one copy. We're going to, between yep. the two of us, read it. But... I, very frank about his addiction and ghoulishly funny with some of his storytelling and also bulimia. Oh, I believe that. that, that I, yeah, Elton John was bulimic. That. Okay, here's a here's his Stevie Wonder story. One of the great stories for a couple of reasons in the book is uh, you let Stevie Wonder drive your snowmobile. <laughs> I have to say, just the part of you owning a snowmobile would be enough for I me. didn't own it. I was at the Caribou Ranch in Netherlands and I was recording. Ah, okay. It was thick snow and Stevie wanted to go out in a snowmobile. And Stevie <laughs> went behind the wheel yeah. by himself. By himself. And we thought, okay, that's another rival gone. <laughs> That came out the way. Um, <laughs> just needed to get Phil Collins. Up there. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. <laughs> Bob Dylan, is Bob Dylan somebody you would consider to be a rival? No, he's no. way above me. Oh, interesting. But did you hear him? You let Stevie get behind the wheel. Yeah. Speaking like a true, true California I'm like, what wheel is there on a snowmobile? <laughs> I know it. I know it. Like, what is he talking no about? No idea about that. And then, and I don't know. Uh, I had always heard that Neil Diamond and Bob Dylan at some point didn't like each other because when they filmed The Last Waltz or something. But this story that Elton John shares mm-hmm. in his book is also funny about and he shares it under the like this is how bad his he was, was with his addiction okay. was he wakes up to this news but anyway bob dylan is i will let him tell okay. a story but it involves neil diamond inviting bob dylan and here we go you played charades with bob dylan i did yeah which is when i first came to america um I went to Neil Diamond's house because Neil was so kind to introduce me at the Troubadour Club in 1970. And he and his wife, Marsha, at the time, invited us to dinner. And Bob Dylan was there. You can imagine how I felt. And so afterwards, they said, let's play charades. And I said, great, love charades. Sounds like two syllables, you know. The greatest poet in the world. Could he do sounds like two syllables? No. No. (laughs) And he was on my team. (laughs) And I am a competitive Uh, Even a situation like that, where there's a guy you admire greatly, you become annoyed at him for not I playing. I threw oranges at him. <laughs> and I, 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 the next day, my friend who was there, Tony, said, uh, um, just to remind you, last night, you did throw oranges at Bob Dylan. I went, did I? <laughs> and uh, bless his heart, he was, you know, I love him to death. And, but they were small. They were satsumas. <laughs> But yeah, no, he was yeah. he was partner with Bob Dylan. He was like the greatest. We could not get the hang of. He never played charades. Uh, of how Probably. many syllable things right. he couldn't get the hang of it at you all. Can't keep track of yeah, the right, right. Did Bob Dylan ever have big addiction issues like all these other rockers? I never have read any, never of, any of, of his books, no, but. Uh, Anyway, he was just, he is giving us great couch mm-hmm. on all these interviews. I don't know if you guys watched him on CBS Sunday Morning. And, I did. And then he was also on, on the Today Show. Yeah, wasn't he was he great. Or, yeah, 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 he was really good. He gives good couch. He's fun. He is fun. Very self-deprecating. Right, and that's what's kind of fun. His, his and how about the tidbit that he got with permission of Eminem, that he's Eminem's uh, AA sponsor? I didn't know that. Yeah. I did not know that either. He got the and, okay from yeah. Eminem. Yeah. To say this out loud. To say to break this the out anonymity. loud. Just, it's a tidbit from The Sober Life. He is uh, Eminem's AA sponsor, and he reveals the, sem- the obscenity Eminem always uses to greet him. Oh, okay, funny. <laughs> and then when you think about some of the other stories, because there's a cute story about John and um, Lennon and Yoko Ono, and how he kind of was responsible to help them rekindle their relationship because they had broken up. She'd sent him off with May Payne. Yeah, and so woman. he... Um, so what did he do? He was friends with John Lennon, and they made a bet um, that when his song, Whatever Gets You Through the Night, Elton John's song, mm-hmm. made number one on the music chart, John Lennon would have to come and perform it with him at Madison Square Garden. Oh, my God. What comes, a show to be at! Yes, yeah, and he, this he is... He, 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 he on Thanksgiving, oh, he did, yeah. 1974. Yep. 
And on one condition, Ono wasn't there. John Lennon said he went, but Ono came anyway. And then they all went to the famed Pierre Hotel and they reunited. And then they had Sean and Elton John is Sean's godfather. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Wow. Jeez, I lo- kind of love the age of, I guess those two would be buddies. Yeah. They were, yeah, why wouldn't they be? Both Same from circle, England. Yeah. yeah. Right. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. All right, listen, when we come back, we got some other music news for you, and we've got our baseball team, Julia. I don't know if you know it yet. I'm going to look them up. I'm okay. going to decide what you're thinking. Okay. Whatever gets you through the night. As I used to say when I was a top 40 DJ, here they are, the John boys, Elton and Lennon. Get it? Get it? Yeah. yeah. I thought it was clever Did at the time. Did they release this cover? You must have been yeah. amazing. Amazing <laughs> DJ. Yeah, that's the song they recorded together, which went to number one. Wow. 1974. I guess I didn't realize that it was, was the two of them. I didn't the either, ever. Yeah. Yeah. That it was and just- I was just thinking when I told you the story, it was just one of them, but well, Elton just, John Lennon just came to be nice to sing it with them. He be- rarely performed live after the Beatles right. broke up Lennon. That's, right? that's true, yeah. Yeah, he didn't. Okay, we just have to finish it full circle because yeah. we're talking about Elton John, John Lennon, Yoko Ono, Sean Lennon. Mm-hmm. Elton John's two children with David, their godmother is Lady Gaga. Wow. Well, I guess, I mean, you know, you kind of have to be in the, like, people that are, it makes sense. It totally makes sense. And they live in Vancouver. And and I do, and I love that, um, you know, Eminem was like, yeah, you can go ahead and share that you're my sponsor. That That he's sober, yeah. That you, Elton John, are my AA sponsor. It's cool. Because Eminem has been... Once he, you know, went through treatment, he's been out loud about it and talked about it, rapped about it. All Absolutely. So, about his sobriety. Yeah, I think that's very, I think that's very cool. Mm-hmm. I do um, too. Harmar Superstar today tweeted that he's uh, celebrating six months of sobriety and thanking people awesome. for sharing their stories. And he said, I had no idea I could live uh, a life without, you know, people have undiagnosed depression. Right. It's unbelievable. And it's it, and 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 then people just turn to other things to to feel to feel different or to feel whatever that Instead they rely of, on because it's just anyway it was really a sweet that's sweet, sweet. bit of sunshine that from yeah. Harmar so the music and then here's a sweet bit of something yeah I got my heart panicked I wanted to see what was trending on Twitter this morning whenever I see a name like. Angela Lansbury, somebody oh, of a certain age, yeah. I don't know. but it's her birthday. See, that's often what it is. is yeah, she's yeah. 94 today. She is yeah. a force. Yeah. She is a force and a delightful she woman. She is still with us. Remember her amazing appearance at the end of Mary Poppins Returns yes. last year? Uh-huh. And um, geez, she was born in 1925, you guys. <sighs> and of course, her she's considered her most famous the gold standard for the four Tonys that she won, but her gold standard performance on Broadway is Mrs. Lovett and Sweeney Todd. Oh, great mm-hmm. show. And then I've she's never seen the Sweeney gold Todd, right? standard okay, of yeah. that. And then, of course, she's best known in a movie, Manchurian Candidate. Yes. Excellent. Some of us really loved her 
in the 1971 Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. I watched that. The Disney. And yeah. then, of course, Murder, people she wrote. all over the world know her from Mrs. Jessica Fletcher, Murder, She Wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, she told Parade Magazine two years ago, well, she is a character known worldwide. She speaks every language. She's in every country. She seems to be a universal woman that the world really likes, except, accepts and recognizes me for. She got 12 nominations. She got nominated every season that was on the air for, for an Emmy. Yeah, Ooh. for Murder, She Wrote. Yes. And, and then she was of course, so clever. So clever. And then, of mm-hmm. course, uh, kids, the younger generation, Beauty and the Beast. Right. She's Mrs. Potts. That's right. The voice. The voice, you know, but the song. I mean, the, 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 one of the most famous scenes in Disney history mm-hmm. is that uh, thing. And she still sings the title track better than anyone. I agree with you, Lori. And I think she still acts on Broadway in different yes. big parts. My one, this is my one, not Angela. my one memory, but it was a memory of my grandmother, Julia. She loved Angela, Angela Lansbury. Yeah. She can do no wrong. Right. And then she told me two things. Learn how to ice skate. She never learned and learned how to drive. Oh, yeah. Those were yeah. those were the two things she never learned how to do. Yeah. And she was always said, "I wish I would have my, learned my, to drive and ice skate." My mm-hmm. one grandma never learned how to drive either. It was like wasn't done if you were born in the oh no twenties or I, I wonder. My grandmother died when she was ninety six, and that was probably in like two thousand and what seven or something. Yeah, so she would have been born in the tens or yeah. something. Yep. My brother was in her 60s before she learned, learned how, to how to drive. Yeah, it was just kind of at that era. If you were yep. born in the 10s, drove, 20s, 30s, you might not have yep. driven for a variety right. of reasons. But anyway, and who then could it, afford a car? That's right. Mm-hmm. That was one thing. And yeah. then Mame, I guess she was like really great and Mame. And I don't think she was in the movie version. She's, no, she wasn't. she wasn't. There was Rosalind Russell and, yeah. and Lucille Ball. Yeah. Yeah. Two different memes. That meme show, I think I, you know, who should do that show is Chan Asin Dinner Theater should do meme. Meme. That is such a delicious, it, joyful, it, fun it, show. It really is, isn't it? That's one and of my favorite movies. I know it. I like oh. it too. Was it kind of a scandal that and that uh, that Angela Lansbury? I think it was. I think it, it was, was like a huge one of those scandal because like, uh, she couldn't believe she didn't get to star in it on. It, she won a movie. Tony Award for mm-hmm. Best Actress, and then they make the movie without her. Mm-hmm. Well, she showed them then years later. She's you know, still alive. Loved and just yes. met her. Okay, so other things. Okay. I thought this was good in Caddy, and this is why we love Elton John, too. Because, um, you know, he he can be... A, a, he's excellent at this, but this is what he's talking about. Because the very first Lion King... Elton John was responsible for the main song. Can you yeah. feel oh. the love oh, tonight? Oh my gosh! Yeah. Everything and and he was the Kuna Matata, and he was so responsible and part of that music. True. And this second one, it was all about Beyonce. So they asked him, of course, or he might have written it in his book. I don't know where the quote well, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but he said. He was speaking to GQ magazine. All right, I want to hear this. And he said, the new version of The Lion King was a huge disappointment to me because I believe they messed the music up. Music was so much a part of the original, and the music in the current film didn't have the same impact. The music and the joy were lost. And he said the new soundtrack has already fallen out of the charts. True, it he, didn't even stay up there. It was like a was There's like, not a, a song. Week. And we I, heard that from others that it didn't have the same it, magic and charm as the well, original. Right. The music yeah. is such a big part of it with the Disney movie, but, I think. And Beyonce was responsible for the whole track. I mean, remember she sent out the video and she did yeah. stuff, so maybe 
Maybe because I don't have kids that age, I'm not familiar with, you know, the Lion King music running 24-7 like I did. Is he wondering why they didn't ask him? Like, he could have helped. He could have done some story. I wish I would have been invited to the party. Is that what he said? he wasn't. He said, I really, I wasn't really welcomed or treated the same level of respect. Well, you know what? Here's your, here's your respect, Elton. The, the soundtrack for the Lion King, the songs that are known are the songs from the first one. Well, I know, yeah, but I don't nobody, know. I mean, it, they are. But I are. don't know that. I don't know if the new kids who watched the second one bought the new album. But it's not or, out yet. And the other thing, it might not be out at home, in home yet, but it's not cartoon. No, it's no, not. No, it isn't. It's live action. Yeah. So right. if, for parents, some of the warmth. Yeah, that, and yeah. I think we're like with when, with people with the little kids, they they like the they like the cartoon because the live action's too scary yet. Okay. So I don't think they're going to sell. I think they'll continue selling both versions of Lion King, oh. and they just won't let us know what the other one is selling as much, you know, or whatever. I mean, I just think. I don't know. I, you know, I'm going to have to listen to the songs again because we listened to them, you know, when they started to get released and we thought they were beautiful. But well, they were beautiful, but the soundtrack did not make a dent on anything. You know, it kind of came and went. It kind of came yeah. and went because it didn't have, uh, I guess, yeah. you know, I don't know. And, and, and really, The Lion King 2 only got 43% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, people people liked it though. Who went? Yeah, we had a lot of people true. call in. Yeah. Yes, yes. I think it all probably just depends on your age and how maybe you were attached. You were to the first one. Yeah, you know. Which, I'm just trying to see if it sells. On, the the um, only Disney movie that I've ever ever really been attached to because it's the first one that I remember seeing is Cinderella, because I got to see it in a movie theater. At the North Shore Theater in Duluth. That's a big darn deal, Lori. Oh, it was so exciting. <laughs> uh-huh. and I just thought it was the most magical thing I'd ever laid. And then we got like the, listen to this, boys and girls. <laughs> it was a photo. It was an album, a vinyl, you know, a big yeah. record. And it was in a, with a picture book. So the, like every Whoa. page Whoa. and it was illustrated and you came with the album. We could listen to all the Cinderella songs. You know, gift is a gift, your heart maze, you know, with the birds. I mean, that is the Disney one. So I think every kid, whatever your age is. Yeah. Has your own little. Like my one niece, it's it's Beauty and the Beast. She was obsessed with Belle everything. She knew every song. Other kids, it's. Could be Toy Story. It could be any number of things. But yeah, Disney, we never have to worry about. Them running out of money. Oh, no. Yeah. Taking right. over the world. I, I would know. agree. Other- okay, so the team, the team, my baseball team. Oh, okay. Because the Nationals won last night. Julia, this is my team. When they when they won, and I'll just call it the thrilling wild card game, because the Twins were not in anything thrilling. We had to search is elsewhere for our thrills. <laughs> and when they won that wild card game against... The mighty Los Angeles Dodgers. I was like, that's my team. Right. It was That wasn't the wild card game. It was the first round of the playoffs. So potato, no. potato. Who, we're who's moving towards. Is it the Nationals <laughs> against? Who's the we other? Don't know we yet. don't know the, yet. The Astros are up two games to one. I over really the hope it's the Astros instead of the Yankees. But Julia, because I'm not bowling, I'm missing having all my baseball talk because this is the time <laughs> of the year when bowling and baseball collides. And I love it. And I've got a captive 
audience of people who have to listen to all my baseball BS, namely, which is we're finding the hotties. I love it that you're, but you make us listen to your baseball BS too, honey. You're held hostage. We are. We don't just give it but to them. They have a charming story. They have a great sin there. It all comes First back to Cinderella. Ever since in 89 years or something, since the Nationals. 1933. 1933. Oh. I love how the one outfielder started walking up to bat. His song was Baby Shark because he's got a two-year-old. That's really cute. Then the crowd started doing the... Yeah, and people started showing up. Well, they started clapping like whatever you... Gator what? This, it's a shark, Laurie. But what's this clap when you? Well, it, it's supposed to be the shark's jaws. Yes. Yeah, but they yeah. call it. They have it. A, they call it the gator chomp. Oh, okay. Okay, and mm-hmm. then people started showing up in their shark costumes, like Katy Perry. Okay, th- that's really cute. Because this guy, uh, you know, walk. That's his up to bat song, mm-hmm. and he's, he's I guess, just song, brought right? all this fun to the playhouse to that? the clubhouse. That's fun. And even like the the. Let's see who the cute guy is. Do you I'm think looking. Well, yeah, I don't know. Look up my guy outfielder Gerardo Parra. If he P A R R A. No, you can do better. Okay, uh, let's <laughs> see. Well, well, we just have to. Well, yeah. you know, you, Anthony you, Reed in the third baseman's Rendon. cute. Rendon. Juan Soto, the left fielder's cute. Annabelle Sanchez sounds good. They're all going to be cute. I love them in their cute. uniform. Annabelle Sanchez. You is could cute. root for former twin Brian Dozier. Oh, oh, there you go. Howie Kendrick, the second baseman's cute. So they got rid of Dozier. It, wouldn't that be so great traded, if he gets uh, a thing? Though yeah, I remember yeah. people being mad about that yeah, trade. Well. I lightly remember it. Julia, we'd have to ask your mom. She'd remember if oh, she was I, mad about yeah, it. I know, I know. But Lori, <laughs> we digress. And the I think the W in the Washington Nationals is this, like the same W for um, Wisconsin. Yeah, good, fine. They, so but they're if you have a red hat fun, with a W on it, it yeah, would work. They're having fun, this team. So this is my team. Now Teams it, usually do have fun if they get to go to the World Series. Well, but these guys, listen, Julia, they, it's, They've been losing for a long yeah. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they even turned it around this year. This is exciting. Yeah, they had a horrible start. They had a horrible yeah. start. So people were yeah. just like, oh, here they are, another crappy team. I mean, like 12 people go to their games, now maybe 200. I don't know. But it's like that. It's like they've Very not been embraced. exciting for D.C. Well, it, they, yeah, they could use some good news there. Yeah. <laughs> you sure. know, but um, anyway, so that's my, that's why I'm going right. to... Now I don't really have to pay attention until I figure out we figure out who they oh, play. One more thing: there's another yeah. former twin. Oh, who else? Kurt Suzuki oh, from the Twins. I is remember now on that the name. He's a catcher. He's I on the Nationals. I don't remember that name. I do. I do too, yeah. Donnie. I even I remember it, Julia. Oh, Lori. I don't. I know she doesn't. She's so lying. I love the it's name Suzuki. Suzuki. <laughs> I know you didn't. And you're like, even but I don't I, remember that name. And I I'm just like, know that name. You're yes. so Suzuki lying. for yeah. them. Well, look at how I admitted it. I I didn't. It didn't know. even take long for you. You yeah, didn't even five fight seconds. It. Five seconds. <laughs> All right, listen, we come back. That we, was our baseball talk. That was our baseball talk. Sports ball. Hope mm-hmm. you enjoyed it. Um, we come back. Morris Day was dishing with the people from Extra. It was pretty fun. And my friend said, I know you love her, but it's over, mate. It doesn't matter, put the phone away It's never easy to walk away Let her go It'll be alright So I still look back at all the messages you'd sent
And I know it wasn't right, but it was messing with my head And everything deleted like the past year it was gone And when I touched your face I could tell you're moving on But it's not the hey fact everybody, that thanks you for hanging out with us uh, So it appears that William and Kate are having this successful royal visit in Pakistan they, They're wearing amazing, they amazing. clothes yep, and yep. They just, you know, they're just like, they've left the children at home and hopefully they're having good sexy time in their hotel room. <laughs> brother. And then Prince Harry. They looked beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. And then Prince Harry, uh, you know, spoke at uh, the Well Child Awards yesterday in London. And I don't know if you saw any of the audio. He got all choked up talking about how he and Meghan had been there the year before and they knew they were pregnant. And, and I now keep, here I am a dad, and he put his head down. I really got a good shot of the crown. The hair is rapidly I told going. <laughs> but he got all overcome with emotion That's about, um, it just, you know, it, yeah, he's, keep, he's talking about it pulls at my heartstrings about children who, you know, because now I am a parent and I get it. Because it's the you know Well Child Awards, and so uh, it just took him a moment to collect himself because obviously they're trying to help kids that, I still think I keep thinking that Megan is pregnant again. It, Julia, I don't know why. I just have a people very I, often have these back to back babies because they don't know if that when they're breastfeeding they can get pregnant. This happened to several people we know. Yeah, uh huh. So and I don't know. I just kind of am thinking that I. She's thirty eight. So crack a lacking. You know, crack crack a, a get the action oh, going. No, I'm just, I'm just being a realist, and I feel like she and Harry want to have two, maybe three kids, even. So you got to get going because you want to have time when the kids are gone to still be young enough to enjoy each other. None of this waiting around for surrogacy and IVF at 50 when you're 38. Just let's get it going. Honest to You're Pete. young and in love. And Honest this to way, You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Okay. Besides you, <laughs> yeah. I'm moving on. Okay. Because I know we're going to talk about Morris Day and Prince, but yes. be, before that, besides you, who do you think that we know is the Twin Cities number one Prince fan? Oh, I don't. I'm not the number I know one. you aren't, but no. who do we know? Rocco. Okay, besides Rocco, there's one other person. Here in the Twin Cities? Uh-huh. You see, My brother. You see her at every show. Oh. um, Why can't I think of her name right now? Jane Haugen Olsen. Yes, Jane. Okay, uh-huh. so Jane Haugen Olsen is the editor for MSP Magazine and the Delta Sky Magazine mm-hmm. and everything. So we follow her on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And she comes up with the most beautiful... Look at that photo of Prince. When Prince uh. was 23. If you don't follow her on Instagram, and it's it's Prince at 23 years old. He released Controversy on, oh, Octo- on October 14th, 1981. I mean, I love her how much she loves Prince. Yeah. A year later, I listened to it in the dorms as a freshman at St. Yes. Thomas. Changed my musical life, Purple Heart, mm-hmm. Stars, and a Unicorn. <laughs> yeah, because that was on the album. That was on that, because I listened to it in college too. That's right. where I learned about Prince. I think they played it at KUMD or something. He's and so we, hot. We were like, we had to get the Controversy album and Dirty Mind, and that was our getting ready, putting on makeup, drinking to that was yours. vinyl LPs. We would play as loud as we couldn't believe anyone was that sexy and dirty. And and I'm trying to think of and what funky. mine were like. Um, Bad out of hell, meatloaf, paradise yeah. on the dashboard, yeah. lights. Um, 
It was, I do think that you, like in college, you get exposed to a lot of bands and music that you didn't hear in high school because you're just listening pretty much to the radio or whatever, you know, you had. W-L-O-L. But like in college, like then you. W-D-G-Y. Yeah, you'd listen to the, you know, Mm -hmm. the station, the campus station, and Mm -hmm. people could spend whatever they wanted or play whatever you call it, play whatever. And that's how I like heard about R.E.M. Right. Was through K-U-M-D. I'm trying to think of some of the other, um, you know, punkier, just different kind of bands. Suburbs was just because they played down okay. at Grandma's and uh, we just went crazy. We just were like, oh, my God, all these horns and all these hot guys and sunglasses yes. and big jackets. Yeah. <laughs> they right, really. We're gonna, before we Let's run go. out of time, we're going to okay. get to Morris Day. Morris Day. He was up? on Access today sitting down with Kit and Mario. Ugh. <laughs> and um, Scott talking about, you know, he's got his new book out. I don't like it that he kept his sunglasses on the whole time. It covered up his cute freckles. But All oh right. Well. I always tell the story. Um, when I started, um, I ended up being the lead singer. I was supposed to be the drummer. Yeah. And I said, time. I don't know how to be out in front of a band. So Prince was like, uh, I said, I don't know what to do. He said, well, be cool. Be cool. <laughs> well, what does that mean? Just, you're right. So he said, keep your hand in your pocket. And be cool. So <laughs> that's tight. Yeah, that's, that's my move when I'm trying to take a picture. <laughs> no, but check it out. So the first video, cool. If you, you look at that video, my right hand never comes out of my pocket. <laughs> I didn't know what else to do, so I was just primping, you know, and doing that. So. <laughs> I love on stage when the guy comes out with a mirror and jungle yeah. love. That's the greatest move yeah. of all time. Yeah. If you're here. Yeah, that's enough. And so he has, you know, his book out and he was just on Kimmel and he just he does he's he hasn't really, you know, he hasn't done a book before. And of course, a lot of people back in the day thought those two were cousins, but they they just they just went to school together and stuff. And Morris Day was the drummer in the time and then Prince moved him out front. Got it. So, yeah, yeah, that his book would be a must to read. Mm-hmm. We read Andre Simone's book. Remember years ago? Yes, he was ago? on our show. Was it on? Not Andre. No, it was the one Andre. with the... Uh, Dez. Dez. Dez, Dez, the, with Dez the headband. Yes, with yeah, the yeah. headband. And yeah. he wrote a book real early about Prince, and I don't think Prince was happy about it. That was probably 2004, Lori. Yeah, early yes, days. Yes, long, long time ago. Yeah, anyway. So, and then uh, Lizzo, people are coming after her. Two different people are saying they wrote the line or co-wrote the line. I just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm 100% that bitch. Oh. That's the the first line of Truth Hurts? Yeah, for Truth Hurts. And this one guy goes, we've been in contact with Lizzo for two years for 5% of the profits for Truth Hurts. Good luck. I'm like, okay, that's kind of a lot. Yeah. 5%. I, I I have no idea. Yeah, I and then no for two idea. years, didn't Truth Hurts just get released? Yes, it got re-released. Yep. Yeah, but yep. it's but the song has been around for quite some time. Okay, it's just coming big now, but it's been out there. All it right, has been. and then some other lady is saying she tweeted that line. Oh, for crying out loud! Yeah, I know it. So anyway, that's what happens with success. But Lizzo, you know, she got bumped by Travis Scott. Yes, higher ground or whatever. So she's she's not breaking the fancy record. Oh well, we still love that song. We do. All right, we'll be back.